Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, you held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? <laughs> yeah, welcome into the show. This is Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. And boys, I don't know if you're counting like I am, but we are less than two weeks away from the legally tamper, uh, legal tampering period, period. Mm-hmm. in NFL free agency. Boy, March arrived quickly. Yes. And we are going to spend a lot of time over the next couple of weeks just throwing out potential free agent targets. And I think it's going to be under the... Uh, I guess under the idea that Cousins is the quarterback, Zimmer's going to run sort of a similar system with Clint Kubiak, et cetera. There's not going to be a huge overhaul. But are you guys excited for NFL free agency? What type of question is that? I'm, I love NFL free agent. Are you I'm kidding? You, I'm like kidding. This has been candy great already. Right JJ yeah. Watt has signed. I mean, this has been fantastic. How about the Cardinals kind of coming out of nowhere there? They are this this league this league and the NBA have absolutely perfected off season movement mm-hmm. and like getting your and quarterbacks are now flying off the shelf. No, this yeah. is great. I love this time of year. So here's what we're going to do on today's episode, uh, powered in part by our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer, which Declan's going to tell you about in a second. We've got three potential, fairly realistic, we think. Free agent targets, and we're going to do a little list like these over the next couple of weeks. We have the quarterback rumor of the day and the nerd football stat of the week, which is a huge indictment, actually, on Rick Spielman. But, Dex, uh, why don't you cheers to a two-week stretch here leading up to free agency? Yeah, I'm excited. It's it's March. I told Judd February is my least favorite month of the calendar year. It's the dumbest month, okay? It's, it's, it's 28 days. It is ridiculous. Every fourth year, they just add a day. We we just we just decide that this is the month we're gonna have a, an extra day every fourth yeah. year. And these poor people that are born on February 29th, right. well, you just don't get to. Se- you, I guess we'll celebrate on well, the 28th better time. this year. Like, mm. pick I would, a better time. Uh, your timing sucks. Yeah, that's I, a you problem. I, I would say I would need multiple Corona Hard Seltzers. I, I, I think about it. If you were 16, you're really only four years old. No, that that would you'd be rough. It would take forever to get to <laughs> 21. Works? I would I would maybe think of how it works. <laughs> Because this month and every month throughout the year, discover Corona Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spike sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports. 
Chicago, Illinois. Also worth a shout out here to March is pick your prize month at Purple Daily and Score North. So I don't know if a lot of you guys know, but we have an app. It's free to download in the Apple and Android stores. And it's just just search Score North, S-K-O-R North. If you want the central hub for all of our shows, Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, Royce Unchained, The Scoop with Doogie, all of Judd's articles. And you can also find videos, too. Um, on the new version of the app that's going to launch in a few weeks from now. But every day between March 8th and March 26th, one person will win $100. We're giving away $100 every day over that stretch to one person. And then the people that win the $100 are also entered to win a $10,000 prize pack from one of our nine partners. So open the Score North app, register, and enter the Pick Your Prize contest through Listener Rewards uh, between March 8th and March 26th. You guys want the three free agent targets right off the bat let's here? Do it. Yeah, let's get to that All first. Right. So um, we're going to curate a few of these lists here. And for this first one, I wanted to find just a smattering of players that could make sense, a couple that are a little bit more high-end um, that would make sense if you could clear some space from three different positions of need, okay? And so we'll start with the obvious one. Let's just get the obvious one right out there. Joe Thune, one of the best offensive guards in the NFL, not only are you looking to upgrade from Dakota Dozier, but like you're literally looking to upgrade from the worst left guard performance in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's not hyperbole. <laughs> Pro Football Focus had Dakota Dozier as the worst left guard yeah. in the NFL. He was terrible. And so imagine Kirk Cousins, he's a pocket passer. He's he's really good when he has time to throw. If you gave him not only like a league average guard, but if you just gave him like one of the best guards in the NFL to replace Dakota Dozier. So Joe Thune's 28 years old. According to Pro Football Focus, he's the 13th best free agent on the board, and they project him to sign a multi-year contract with somebody for about $14 million per year, average annual value, which would make him one of the highest-paid guards in the NFL. Um, thoughts on that? Financially, it's tough because the Vikings currently have about, oh, negative $10 million <laughs> in cap space. So they have to, they have to clear probably 20 to $25 million just to even be in the conversation for a Joe Thune. Uh, and like Trent Williams is kind of the same way. You know, Trent Williams is out there. If you really want a badass offensive tackle, um, he might command $20 million a year. To even be yeah. in the discussion for some of these big-time offensive linemen, you got to clear and clear and clear, and Riley Reef might have to go. So your guys' thoughts on Joe Thune and what the Vikings would have to do to clear that type of money. I think it's a pipe dream completely because I don't know that you can. And and w- when you're paying your quarterback as much as they are, when you're paying uh, Dalvin Cook as much as they are, when you are uh, paying uh, potentially Hunter, who I think they're going to have to sign to a new contract, at least if they don't have to trade him and a plan to keep him here. Uh, I, You know, we, we talked on Purple Daily yesterday about the fact that uh, Barr is balking at a restructure, which means he wants to come back on his current contract. And I don't know if that's possible. Um, Harrison Smith is probably going to have to get a new contract. So the Thune thing makes perfect sense, like it's ideal. But I don't think that you have put yourself in a situation in choosing what positions you pay to make it possible. So I think it's a complete pipe dream. It's a great pipe dream, but I think it's a complete pipe dream financially. Yeah. What about you, Dex? I don't know if it's a pipe dream. It, it will take some finagling to work, but I mean, if if that's the guy you want, and if you're going to run this back, then you have to put in the best guard available, and that's Joe Thune. It's not your first-round draft pick. It's not a second-round or third-round guy. It's Joe Thune. So if you want to make that happen and improve your line, I think Rick Spielman and, and 
Rob Brzezinski will move hell and earth to, to make that happen. For the record, Joe Thune was rated the 10th best overall offensive guard in the NFL last year. If he just so he, uh, He's also been a great pass-blocking guard for the better part of his career. Two years ago with New England. Now, I, I think sometimes quarterbacks like Brady, even though he's not mobile, Brady Brady is so great at making his offensive line look better than it is, and, and there's other quarterbacks that are like this too. So grain of salt, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning before him may have been statues, but they were so great at adjusting the protections and putting guys in the right spot. Yeah. So so grain of salt, but Joe Thune two years ago with Tom Brady at the helm was the third highest pass blocker rating uh, guard on Pro Football Focus. I don't think it's super unrealistic to clear out that much money, but you're probably going to have to say goodbye to Riley Reef to make it happen. And so what you then do is you'd say goodbye to Reef, you'd put Thune in at left guard, and then Ezra Cleveland becomes your left tackle, or you draft a left tackle, and now you've got a hole at left tackle because we've yeah. never seen Ezra Cleveland play left tackle in the NFL. So it's the, problem, just, the problem there, too, is you can't sign him and, and smooth out the cap hit in 2021. So he's going to have to be paid immediately, and you don't have that. Like, that's the problem. If you go to current players who agree, then their contracts can be smoothed out, and, and you basically kick the cap can down the road. But if you're going to go to a guy off the street and sign him to a huge contract, that means you're going to have to pay him against the cap immediately. Yeah. And that's the problem. I, I just, I mean, the Vikings have, right or wrong, made a lot of choices about what positions they're going to pay, and I don't see how that allows for guard to be paid, which is how they've gotten into the predicament that they're in. And is there an improvement for Dakota Dozier? Absolutely. Can it be the best player available on the open market? I just don't see that one. Let's move on to the next one here. (laughs) All right, so uh, offensive line, obviously a position of need. Defensive line, also a position of need. Here we go. Specifically someone that can play opposite of Daniil Hunter. So I bring to you, gentlemen, free agency candidate number two, Melvin Ingram III, who played for San Diego slash, I keep saying that, Los Angeles Chargers last year. I'm going to read you the PFF right up here. By the way, Melvin Ingram III, he's rated as the 55th best free agent overall on the board. Projected... Two years, $20 million-ish with like $16 million guaranteed to be like a two-year sort of ironclad contract, mm-hmm. um, but a lot less than some of your other players on defense make, like Anthony Barr and Daniel Hunter. And if I didn't say this already, he's 32 years old. So PFF says Ingram's second contract went a lot better than his first in terms of level of play. Once seen as a first-round disappointment, Ingram blossomed into an extremely effective NFL pass rusher, only enhanced by the arrival of Joey Bosa with the Chargers. Ingram racked up three straight seasons with 70 or more total pressures before injury broke that streak, and 2020 featured the best PFF pass rushing grade he has posted since 2017. Um, I love the idea of him sliding in as the second guy rushing the passer here. Michael Pierce coming back, too. It makes a lot of sense to explore. If you can't find somebody in the first round, you probably need somebody in free agency. So your thoughts on uh, on Ingram, gentlemen? What, what's the projection of what he's going to get again? About ten million a year average annual value on like a two year contract. Okay, which is not terrible. Um, I love the idea. I, I guess the question now is because this is probably more up the head coach's alley of what he would prefer because he's going to say my defense was bad. I need more guys defensively, and I especially need guys that can rush the passer. And now my question becomes: If Daniel 
Hunter, as we talked about yesterday, is truly trying to get 27 mil per year from you uh, starting in 2021. Can you afford then to add 10 on the right end? And if you do that, what does that say for your ability to improve at the three tech? Um, I think this one, though, while I, I wouldn't predict it happening, I think it's more realistic because I do think that the internal pressure from Zimmer is going to be to address defense first, and he does have a bit of a case because that side of the ball was so bad. So I, I would say if it was between the two that you've thrown out so far, Thune and this one, I think there's a better chance something like this happens than it is than they actually pay the guard as much as as the projection for Joe Thune is. Here's something I don't I don't know if if you'd be able to take advantage of this, but one of the things I really love about the idea of Melvin Ingram the third is he had zero sacks last year, which might be a red flag, and he only played about a half season. He played 361 snaps injuries, I believe. Um, zero sacks, you might say, whoa, okay, he's 32. Is he going over the age cliff? But if you look at the hurries and the pressures, like all the other stuff was there, mm-hmm. and PFF is seeing the same thing in their video scouting. That that his he maybe he's not the same guy in terms of physical uh, tools as he was three or four years ago, but that sometimes sacks are you can get unlucky for stretches and you can get lucky and see sacks balloon. That he's ready for a bounce back and maybe you could buy low on him and yeah. save a couple million dollars because well your client had no sacks right so this this might be a guy that could command twelve million if if the sacks were there uh, maybe it's eight to ten million instead and if you thought that he was going to bounce back you could buy low. What do you think about him, Dex? I, I mean, from 2015 to 2019, he had 43 sacks. And like I said, the pressure and the hurry rates were still there. If you sign Melvin Ingram, I think the writing on the wall is you, you are taking a wide receiver in the first round, too. I think it's more of an obvious need that you're going to take. They're gonna, you're going to go with one of those wide receivers because it's a wide receiver heavy draft. You found your defensive end, a short term replacement um, to, to help with Daniil Hunter. And then I, th- I think it becomes a lot more easier and more crystal clear where you take at pick 14, and that'd be a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that honestly, this signing answers two questions, in my opinion. That's a good segue, by the way, <laughs> into free agent candidate number three here on today's show. And a hat tip, this write-up I'm going to read you is from Arif Hassan from The Athletic. So let's assume that I think if, if the Vikings were to take one, if, if one of these three stud wide receivers were to fall in the first round, then I don't know that they would make this signing that I'm about to give you. But obviously... You're not going to know that until you're going to you're going to go about your free agency business first, and then uh, the draft comes second. So, who knows what's going to happen? But Keelan Cole, wide receiver, previously of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll read the write up in a second here. But Keelan Cole, I believe, was an undrafted receiver out of Kentucky Wesleyan hmm. back in like 2017. And he's worked his way up last year, played in all 16 games for a bad Jaguars team, 55 catches, 642 yards. He had, he had a career high five touchdown receptions. He's six foot one, 194. Um, so he's put up some numbers as a number three wide receiver. This is the write up from Arif Hassan. The addition of wide receivers coach Keenan McCardell, the Jaguars coach at that position for the past four years, who spent all four years with uh, our guy here, Keelan Cole. The Viking staff, alongside the entry of three Jacksonville receivers into free agency, provides a unique opportunity for Minnesota. With Chad Beebe also scheduled to be a restricted free agent, the Vikings could make a choice between Beebe and a former Jaguars receiver. 
and could also make an upgrade at their third receiver spot without having to pay too much. Mm-hmm. I don't have a projection on his price tag, but it's not going to be much more than like a, you know a few million dollars. He's not going to break the bank. Sure. So he would be pretty clearly a number three receiver. He doesn't have like number two or number one upside, like maybe a first round draft pick. Your thoughts on going that route to fix an obvious need? Oh boy, I don't mind it. I guess if I, I guess it depends on what my my philosophy and confidence that, that one of the the first round guys could drop to me at fourteen because that would intrigue me. Um, I guess I would have more questions about what I'm going to get here. Like, is, is this going to be because? Look, I think if you could go back to a a legitimate three deep, so we're talking about three threats, not like, and, and our third guy's not bad too, and he's going to yeah. play sometimes. Yeah, this would be a he's not bad and I'm, type guy. Yeah, and I'm also talking about um, Kubiak's kid morphing the offense to have personnel groups that use three receivers consistently, which Gary did not do. Like, Gary used two consistently, but he did not use the third. Um then I probably wouldn't do this. But if you're going to go back to the, well, we just need a good player. But I'm sort of tired of that. Mm-hmm, but like yeah. it's like this is the least palatable. If if they did this, this is to me. Uh, oh man, well, but but look at who we got now to be the third guy. And I keep coming back to, yeah, but look at how football's played now. Like give me give me three of the best sirloins that you possibly can, <laughs> not two sirloin steaks. And oh, yeah. here here's a hamburger patty too to throw well, in he, you know another thing to note is we've sort of been promised that listen the kubiaks love to build stars out of tight ends and i don't know that we've seen that vision come to fruition really i mean kyle rudolph i don't i don't think kyle rudolph has his age and i don't think he's going to be on the roster this year but yeah. i don't know that he's been capable of the last couple of years becoming a star pass catching tight end he's reliable in the red zone he's good he also can't jump over a phone book at this time in his career. Yes. So is this going to be a chance in 2020, uh, 21, finally for Irv Smith Jr. to get like 80 targets or something and just play more of a, of a regular role uh, in the offense? Maybe he becomes the third man, so to speak. But they really only have two. And I get that they've, they've got a couple intriguing options at tight end. But when Chad Beebe right now is your number three wide receiver or BC Johnson. Yeah. You need you need first steps first. You need a Keelan Cole or someone that's reliable. But I'm with you ultimately. If you could find another filet mignon mm-hmm. and just make it impossible to cover those three receivers, that's when you might have a chance to take a real step forward offensively. I mean, how many times have the Vikings taken the flyer on these third wide receivers? Kendall Wright, <laughs> a lot. Josh Doxson, yeah. Aldrick Robinson, like look, and Keelan Cole. Maybe he's a lot better than all these guys. And and I know I have my vendettas against Chad Beebe. At the same time, I'm in the Judd camp. I want all three of the New York strip stakes. And right now, those strip stakes are Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and a and a potential 14th overall pick. So if, if Keelan Cole wants to come in here on a $2 million deal and, and no roster guarantee, fine, let him compete. But I'd rather just take the wide receiver that's going to be dynamite in the first round. Yeah, Kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, they're they're it just doesn't they're rocking like a Salisbury. Steak it doesn't right excite. Now. It doesn't excite yeah, me. Like that, you can that only that put much. so much tenderizer on a two dollar well, you know steak, dude. What about a T bone? Would you guys take a T bone at the th- number? I three prefer to have spot? three bleeping sirloins, man. Yeah, give me three give me Murray's. Steaks, give me three butter knife steaks. Oh, and, what's, wrong and, with, what's wrong with pork chops? Well, pork here, chops are fine because you know what? Because if you're going to keep That's Kirk, a possession wide receiver, and if you're going to keep Kirk, and you're going to do this, here's what I want: give him every chance to succeed or fail. 
And by that, I mean making a Super Bowl. Like, put yourself, give yourself the best chance possible. And if you're going to go back to, well, you know what? If I hear the words we've upgraded on Chad Beebe or B.C. Johnson, get the hell out of here. Like, that's not enough anymore. That's not, you You have a chance here, possibly, to do something special offensively. Do it. Yeah, I actually have a, a Rick Spielman stat that we're going to get to here in a second. But just real quick, with these three guys, Joe Thune, Melvin Ingram the third, and then we'll we'll put Keelan Cole in a different category because he's not going to be like an impact move the needle signing. The other two guys could be, and those guys are a bigger step up financially. If you could fix guard with Joe Thune or edge rusher with Melvin Ingram the third, and it was going to cost you ten to fifteen million dollars a year for either one of those guys, and that was kind of your only big free agent signing, where would you lean? Oh, Knowing that the draft is coming up, for me it's not difficult at all. Thune, Thune, because because of of this, if Hunter is coming back. He is going to have an impact, and and it's might not give you the same bookends that they had with Ev and Hunter previously. But he is, if he uh, comes back from the neck fully, which is a concern. If he comes back, he's going to make a difference, a substantial one, possibly. You were at guard, awful, and the interior of your offensive line was questionable. Thune immediately makes the left tackle and the center better. So Agreed. it's not hard for me. We, I'm going offensively. We sit here, and, and rightfully so, we we look at Garrett Bradbury and we nitpick the first couple years of his career, and he definitely needs to stop getting forklifted off the line of scrimmage in, in key pass protection moments. But, I mean, come on. Like, when John Sullivan was a rookie, who was his left guard? <laughs> a Hall of Famer in Steve Hutchinson, right? And then who was next to him? Brian McKinney. Hall of Fame talent. Uh, didn't quite apply it as much, but... It helps so much. It's it's a it's a weak link system, and in Dakota Dozier didn't help matters. Correct. So I'm with you. It's Joe Thune. Also, part of it is I just don't know if I can justify drafting an interior offensive lineman with a 14th overall pick when you have some potential huge impact, high upside pass rusher. And is there a guard there for that? That like I well, the U- it feels uh, like it'd be forced. Uh, uh, Vera Vera Tucker oh, from USC from, uh, can play tackle and guard. Yeah. But it's just I don't know if you can yeah. fix the, if you can fix that even if you have to overpay like if you have to if you can fix that position in free agency but, first and then it opens up. But you're going to have to lose except the fact that you're going to lose guys that you like. Like that's the big thing. Well, I mean, there's one yeah. guy that says he's not going to restructure that you guys talked about yesterday. Yeah, you got to accept that though. Oh. Like you can't be like, oh, please come back. Of course, then you need a linebacker, and Eric Wilson's a free agent. Uh, you know what? I can find him. I've got Kendricks. Well, some people would say can you, find well, you can find guards too, and they haven't been able to do that. Um, you can't just put a guy out there. No, but you can. Uh, but I can find you one because I've got I've got a good one. The guard thing to me though is you can't find guards. You suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the problem. You're awful at it. <laughs> like the, Zim, if you're so good, develop guys. Okay, right. That's actually an amazing segue here. Okay, <laughs> into our nerd football stat of the week. Get those nerds. Which, by the way, is uh, is powered by our friends at Whamatech. So if you're listening to us or watching us on a broken-down offensive guard, I mean phone, tablet, or laptop, well, maybe it's time to break down and get a new one. Maybe you need to replace your PFF-graded poorly phone, tablet, or laptop. Well, Whamatech is a trusted supplier of pre-owned phones, tablets, and laptops. They source pre-owned devices directly and pass the savings on to you. They're also great at developing pre-owned devices, unlike some teams we know when it comes to offensive linemen. 
So uh, Whamatech, local company based in Minnesota that will take great care of you. Find them online at whamatech.com. That's W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com. So we talk about the Vikings being unable to find and or develop offensive linemen, specifically guards. It's just been this rotating door. Basically, Steve Hutchinson left and it's been like Mm -hmm. every year there's like eight Nick Eastons that are roaming around. Um, who'd be a huge upgrade, by the way. I have for you guys the pro football focus pass blocking ranks in the Rick Spielman era, going back to 2007. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give you where the Vikings ranked in pass protection according to Pro Football Focus in every year in the Rick Spielman era. This is your nerd stat of the week. We'll start in 2007 and go all the way up to the current. 26th, 18th, 4th in 2009 with Brett Favre. And I might even contest that really good veteran quarterbacks help offensive lines get better. And, that's, and that was a good, and that was a damn good line, too. It was, yep. 16th in 2010, 17th, 16th. They were 6th in 2013, pass blocking. Okay. 23rd, 28th, 30th, 17th, 27th, 27th, 29th. Rick Spielman has had influence or has flat out ran this organization for the better part of 15 years, 14 years if my math is right there. Only twice, according to Pro Football Focus, have the Vikings finished in the top 10 in pass protection grading. And I'll take it a step further. Only twice have they finished in the top half of the league in pass protection. Yeah. That's amazing. What is that? Like, what? What, are what we does doing? that tell like, us? Like, what, what does that tell like, us? What, what is that here? an indication of that they're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's a few things. To be fair, I think it is a few things. I think the 2009 uh, stat that you threw out is very uh, telling and intriguing because it does speak to a quarterback who knows what he's doing in the pocket. And and yes, Brett Favre had faults, but that was as good of season as Brett Favre could have possibly had. And that success, that line was good. But that success is a byproduct, too, of what you said, which is a veteran quarterback who understands that he has to deliver the ball, has awareness in the pocket to escape. So, like, that that's the thing about when we talk about, oh, poor Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins needs this and poor Kirk. Yeah, you know what? That's partially true. But it's also true that for as much as Kirk is paid, he does not elevate the line in pass protection like he, he could. And I'm not saying that they become top 10, Phil. But I am saying that there could be improvement there. So I think that's an incredibly important lesson to be learned about quarterbacks who know how to operate in the pocket to to minimize the pressure on themselves. Okay, that's one. Two is the amazing thing. So in 2006, Childress gets the job and he signs to his credit and to the Wilfs credit as well. A fairly substantial list of free agents. And his whole philosophy, and it, it it's a good one, was build up front. And they give Hutch the seven-year, $49 million, which was the most a guard had been paid back then. And Spielman then comes in May of 2006. So he was not here when Hutchinson signed, but he certainly saw how it played out. And the amazing thing about that, Phil, is Rick saw that. And Rick saw what a Hall of Fame left guard could do. And it was sort of like Rick just said, I can find guys. I can. And what I don't understand is at some point in time, you you would think that 
your list that you just ran down would change substantially because somebody would have said, you know what, we're not doing a good enough job. So we've got to shift how we do this. They haven't really, have yeah. they? And some of it's, I think some of it is is just player identification, whether it's via the draft or free agency and whiffing. And some of it is on the coaches where Rick Rick might say, listen, we're going like, to get you talented 22-year-olds that are 300 pounds and mobile and you got to mold them. You got to develop these guys, and they haven't been able to do that on a regular basis either. Now they've put together some some much better run blocking grades, and so an, another layer of this is philosophy. They've had a coach who loves to run the ball. They've had coordinators in the Kubiaks that love to run the ball, and they need their zone blocking scheme. And so they might tell you this is bad, and ideally <laughs> these rankings would be higher. But we are putting more chips in the run the ball philosophy but, basket. Okay, so. but explain this then, Rick. You yourself signed a quarterback to a huge contract who you knew needed more protection than most. So explain that to me. Yep. And shouldn't that be, by the way, like if, and we'll, and we'll get to some quarterback rumors here in a second too. I'm not 100% convinced that Kirk will be the quarterback in 2021. I, I think I think it's still the odds on favorite, but if he's your quarterback going forward, then. Shouldn't you be doing everything you can to make sure that Joe Thune is your starting left guard in 2021? Like, if that means yes. by Anthony Barr, hell, if it means saying goodbye to some other pieces that might make you uncomfortable, shouldn't your first priority be we're paying quarterback money out the wazoo the next couple of years, including the highest cap number in the NFL in 2022? Yes. Well, if we're going to invest that much in that position, then we might as well make sure that he has all the resources in front of him to give him a chance to do his job at the highest level. Like, why aren't... That's my question. Why is Dakota Dozier even playing five games for you last year? What are you doing? You're Rick. That's why I'm asking that question. <laughs> so, so like, yeah, go go through, well, our, our zone run scheme is great. Okay, that's good. And it's good for Dalvin. But you are paying a quarterback to be a star, and you're basically like, he'll fend for himself, which he... He can't. And the, the thing, too, is so Spillman became a GM after the 3-13 and 13 season. Was it in 2011? In, in 2012? Yeah, but he oversaw their draft for years before Right, that. but my point is he had, he, beginning then, had final say. There has been, there is zero indication, aside from Reef, who, by the way, that they were desperate um, because Khalil had crapped out. There is zero indication that the Thuni potential exists like what's the move that they've made offensive line free agency wise that would make you say you know what this could happen they've well, done enough yeah but reef they were desperate khalil well, was they're a, desperate now was too. a mess well i i agree but that's left tackle i just don't see unless they completely change their thought process of how they build an offensive line Reef's the only guy that I think you can probably say, okay, they did it there. Another thing they might look at and say is, well, Joe Thune would be the dream, right? You go from the worst left guard in the NFL to one of the best, right? Overnight, boom. But it's going to cost you basically all of your free agency money. You're not going to have anything left over. you got to sign a first-round pick. You're not going to have anything left over to go and get an edge rusher. So, So Joe Thune off the board fixes one major need, but... Okay, how are you going to get your edge rusher? How are you going to get an? How are you going to get a nose tackle? How are you going to get um, a wide receiver in here? And you only have one pick in the first what seventy picks. So, is it possible the Vikings could look at that and say, "Well, 
maybe we just upgrade from Dakota Dozier to like a slightly below league average left guard that we go find for $4 million. This is the conversation I could totally buy you know? into. Because that would be a huge upgrade too, just getting like a, an almost league average guard, and then maybe it would save us some money where we can go and spend on a third wide receiver in free yeah. agency, et cetera. And I get it. Like there, there is that sort of nickel and diming approach to if I've got this amount of money to spend, should I spend it all on one thing, one awesome thing, or should I buy three things that are a little bit less? Honestly, this is going to sound ridiculous maybe. I would rather just go fix the left guard situation with Joe Thune for the next three to four years, give him whatever he needs, and then figure out the rest. If that means, sorry, uh, I don't know who my second edge rusher is going to be. Mike Zimmer, you got to get creative and sort of figure it out. And you know what he's going to say? How do you how do you expect me to, well, to improve this line? Sacks. How do you expect me to improve this line? That's the problem here. The problem is always going to come back to this. Too many people with different agendas. That's the problem. They've got a coach that believes defense first. They've got a GM that signed a quarterback to to what is a very substantial contract. But they also have the philosophy that they're a run first team. So they're going to protect that first. It's very weird. Like I'm not bl- I'm not even blaming Kirk here. I'm just saying it's of they're trying to make three different stews and they're all okay instead of one stew that's fantastic. Yeah. You guys want the quarterback rumor of the day here? Yes. Before we say goodbye. Okay. Reckless speculation. Quarterback rumor of the day. Powered by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has been helping business owners for over 100 years, and they recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. MyShield has resources to help your business with risk management needs, things that could involve, like think about company ladders, company vehicles, that type of stuff. Um, MyShield is uh, is available at federatedinsurance.com, or you can download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. So this is from the Athletic. The Athletic with a lot of juicy quarterback reporting. They know where it's at. They know where it's at, baby. Mm -hmm. You probably heard the Panthers are interested in finding an upgrade for quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. The rest of the NFL has gotten the message as well. San Francisco is among the teams that have called Carolina to gauge the Panthers' interest in potentially trading Bridgewater, according to league sources. San Francisco GM John Lynch indicated last week the Niners would like to find a solid backup as assurance for oft-injured starter Jimmy Garoppolo. The Panthers aren't just going to give Bridgewater away, especially considering they may need him after they've exhausted all other possibilities. Okay, let me read one more line here real quick. San Francisco GM John Lynch indicated last week the Niners would like to find a solid backup for oft-injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Well, while Teddy Bridgewater may be a backup in terms of like quality of play, uh. His cap number is like $24 million next year. He ain't going to back up a quarterback that also has a cap number at $27 million. They're not going to spend $50 million on their quarterback position in San Francisco next year. So if the Niners called on Teddy Bridgewater, it's either A, they're interested in him as a starter, or B, they're interested in trading him to a team that views him as a starter. All right? Like, hmm. read the tea leaves here. There is no way the Niners would well, trade for Bridgewater as a backup with a $23 million cap it. But John, so what is going on here? But wait, John Lynch said last week that Garoppolo's the guy. What are you talking about? Yeah. He assured us last week. I was sure of it. Journalism 101. Why is this person lying Teddy, to me? Teddy Bridgewater yes. 
cap number for 2021 is $22,953,125. Boy, he, he ain't boy, a wouldn't he be a fun backup to have eating up your cap? Yeah. Now he could be a backup if the starter is a rookie that you drafted, right? But like, or or if you're just in if you're just in full transition, like the Panth- if the Panthers traded for Deshaun Watson, they'd probably give Bridgewater back to Houston, and then Houston would draft a rookie, would, and then but I would say I might I might buy that if the cap was going up like it was supposed to, but since it's coming down substantially, yeah, I'm not buying that for one second. So what you're telling me is Garoppolo, what you're telling me is that there might be a third team involved. Uh, let me see here. Let me see. That third team wouldn't want Garoppolo, but they might be interested in Teddy. So you'd be trying to pave the way to get Teddy on your roster so you could trade him in a trade with a third team that I'm not quite sure who that would be. Yeah, that makes some sense, at least. I think that behind the scenes, there is a ton of stuff going down. Dude, I, I think agree. there is so much going down. And look, it's well beyond the Vikings and, and Kirk Cousins, right? We're talking Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. I love this whole thing of Houston is letting all calls go to a voicemail. Hi, you've reached the Houston Texans. <laughs> if you'd like season tickets, press one. If you want if you have a Deshaun Watson offer, press two. Oh like, I think that there is so much going on a lot of it will not happen which is fine because it's still fun but yeah i am not buying for one second one that garoppolo is our guy in san fran and i'm sure as hell to your point phil not buying that you know what we would sure love to have teddy as our backup at 22 million plus on the cap i'm trying to find i floated judd i can't remember if i floated it on our group text thread i floated a trade idea yes you did who says no or I, think I you can't did. even remember. I did. I, I, I think te- Garoppolo was going to the Patriots in your. So I think it was Jimmy G to the Pats. Which actually does make sense. And then it was Kirk to the Niners. Mm-hmm. And then it was Teddy to the Vikings. Again, not because he's better than Kirk, but because the Vikings would be looking for a cheaper option to bolster their roster and then just get some quarterback freedom, if you will, some uh, some cat freedom. So Teddy to the Vikings. And that would free up the Panthers to just like have a blank slate at quarterback, which is what they want. It would give the Vikings freedom from the thirty-one and forty-five million dollar cap hits they're about to face with Kirk Cousins. Yes, it would give the Niners a healthy quarterback that they think they could win the Super Bowl with this year because their roster they think is in a position to win this year. And it would give Jimmy G back to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And so, what would the draft capital have to be to make this happen? Um, I think the Vikings probably have to give up like a fifth to get Teddy. But they probably get like a second in return for Kirk, so they swap a yeah. fifth for a second. One, well, they, they clear out money. They would ask for a first. Yeah, maybe they get a first. They Makes would definitely ask for a first. I don't know that they would get it. But this, I, I would say, you know, there's a game of musical chairs here. That at some point you're going to run out of options and chairs because teams are going to start to fill. There's Dangerous the, times going to sign, and so you don't want to be caught without a partner. But why is this person lying to me? Why is San Francisco sniffing around Teddy Bridgewater? Think about it. Why would that be? I don't think these guys are lying. Sanford, I don't think this is like fake news. The one thing I do believe thoroughly is is the fact that the San Francisco 49ers have no interest in Jimmy Garoppolo being their quarterback in 2021. I believe that. Thor- and, and the more that, that they cry foul and say, no, Jimmy G's our guy, the more I say you are lying. Because you're trying to paint a picture of we're fine, we're going to go about. I. The problem is... And this is the pro- and this is the thing that Kirk does not have, and it's a compliment to Kirk. Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay on the field. 
I mean, at some point in time, you're exasperated, but you can't afford to, to say he can't stay on the field, but we still are going to start him and we're going to have Teddy at that salary cap hit that I just gave you backing him up. No, that's not how this thing works. That would be ridiculous because I, I think rightfully so San Francisco thinks it can bounce back fairly strong and yeah, they probably they, they can. Think they can win the Super Bowl. So this is not a this is not a let's screw around and have fun here. This is an immediate fix. But the the thing that Cousins has going for him is the durability is off the charts. It's incredible. Yep. Um and Garoppolo is never healthy. Yep. So anyway. So all right, there's so much more of this the next couple the weeks. The Russell like, Wilson stuff just continues to percolate. It does. We should get into some And I don't think he's too. being traded, but it's a lot of fun. He's not happy. Juicy. He's not happy. I think I think he wants to be I, I, I legit think he wants to go play for the Cowboys. Why would you put that out there? I know. It's a bit Dak there too. But it's but but here's what it would be. Wouldn't the wouldn't the Cowboys it's a kind of an easy solution for both teams. Wouldn't the Cowboys just trade Dak to Seattle and the Seattle can have their new quarterback? But if you're Seattle, do you want to pay Dak? I mean like he's gonna get a big payday and his ankle snapped last time I looked. And he's also I don't you could, you could franchise him. I know, but I believe it goes up twice the amount of this year, right? Because they they franchised him once, which means I think it then goes up again. His franchise or goes up. I think his franchise number for this year is thirty seven million dollars. Okay, for one year. But do you want that? Of course, if you're going to make that trade, you're going to want draft capital and potentially a quarterback of the future. And you're going to want him to sign a long term contract. And I don't know that he. I I'm not quite sure that I know exactly what to make a Dak. I like him. I don't know. I love him. Yeah, he's. I've got he, one foot on the ground and one foot in bed with Dak. He's kind of in the Kirk Cousins bin of he's a good quarterback. He's yeah. definitely a top fifteen quarterback, but you got to be careful paying a top fifteen quarterback, top five or six quarterback money. So, anyhow, um, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out with us. Daily Vikings Entertainment in your earbuds or on your screen. Apple, Spotify, ScoreNorth.com, the ScoreNorth app, free to download, and click subscribe on our YouTube channel. We'll see you guys tomorrow for write that down predictions.